The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 188th episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Grim Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. And honestly, I'm the best player in GRG and everybody in GRG aspires to game as well as I do. You know, I hate to, to be so blunt, but it's true. For tonight's podcast, we'll be discussing the following. Halo releases Forge and Customs Browser. Diablo 4 release date, Destiny's newest season, Call of Duty's mid-season update, FTC is suing Microsoft, and we'll wrap it up with what TV shows and movies we are watching. We have a lot of ground to cover, so let's just introduce our guest, Valiant Victory. How you doing? What you drinking? And what you playing? I am drinking a Blue Moon tonight. I'm I'm off my beer diet. I figure I'm working out enough. I'll just you know, balance it out with some beers. I'm actually playing uh, um, something other than Destiny a little bit. I mean, I'm still playing Destiny, of course. Let's be real. But um, I'm actually playing Marvel Snap, a mobile game. And uh, it's a card game, basically, that you can play. I actually have it on the PC, too. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those... It's not pay to win, but certainly you can put money into it like any of these mobile games doing my best not to do any of that but i certainly um i enjoy that so uh that's kind of what i've been up to and uh so lala what are you drinking and playing i am drinking southern tier old man winter winter ale i've been drinking this for a little bit the last couple podcasts i i love it it's like the only winter ale that i truly enjoy uh, i did buy a six pack or i should say a six pack fell into my shopping cart today I was at the food store of um I think it's Bell's um, Christmas Ale, and it's a Scotch Ale, but I, I don't feel too brave to to try it right now on the podcast. I'll try that later, and if I don't like it, I'll pawn it off to my kid. He'll drink it. He's 22. He'll drink anything. Drink anything. <laughs> He'll drink anything. I am playing uh, a little bit of Halo, some Fortnite. I'm struggling to find the meta in Fortnite. I don't know what guns I like to use. It's been a challenge. They've they totally rechanged the map, all the weapons, everything. Fortnite never stays static. It's always changing, always dynamic. And I'm sure it'll change even more this season goes along. Um, and then, of course, I'm playing Call of Duty and getting pissed off playing that because it's just a rage-inducing game. I don't even know why I do it to myself anymore. I really don't. I don't know why I do it, but I do. I should stop. You know, it's one of those things where... Uh... Recently, I heard someone say the best compliment or the, what game developers want to hear is that you love it or hate it. The worst yeah. they can hear is when you're like, meh, whatever, yeah. don't care. If it's something where it evokes an emotional response, positive or negative, it's kind of like the old adage, you know, any press is good press. Oh. So if it if you have that kind of like negative reaction, they win. That's what they're looking for. Oh, I have some negative reaction towards Call of Duty. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Holy shit, that fucking game. It's maddening. It is maddening. 
Let's get right into the episode rant. It's not really going to be a, a rant this episode. I, I've been kind of slacking on rants, but I kind of wanted to make a uh, more of a discussion towards changing the culture. And no, no, I'm not getting woke and all that horse shit. Uh, but but uh, I wanted to talk about, I guess, GRG's culture and, and what we're used to. A lot of our gamers are Xbox and we have our gaming clicks. And I've been trying to... Uh, work to change things. So over the past week, I set up three different events, uh, mainly to try to take advantage of cross-play and the fact that Discord voice is voice chat is available to everybody now, PlayStation, Xbox, obviously PC gamers. So my thinking is, let's get some cross-play games going and get it on Discord and get the, the chuckleheads on Xbox used to using Discord for uh, party chats and stuff like that and get people to play with other groups of people. Uh, we a lot of us get stuck in gaming clicks, we game with certain people all all the time and it it's not a good thing for the community. We kind of need to remember to branch out, expand, expand the circle of friends and so everybody feels welcome, gets involved, blah blah blah, all that fun stuff, kumbaya. Right, or cross-pollination, so maybe there's a chance that, you know, we pull people from that that don't play Fortnite into Fortnite or pull people from Fortnite into Destiny or whatever it is because they are hanging out with them where if we're clicked, we're kind of, uh, I think the term that, that everyone, the buzzword people like now is siloed, right? Yes. Everybody's in their own little silo and they don't see the other people or don't interact with them. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, So that's one of those things that I didn't know Sony people can do it. Like, again, I, I kind of know how to do it in the um, uh, the, the last version of it. I had to go, I had to join it in Discord and then switch over to it in Xbox. Not anymore. Not anymore. So they, they okay, ran so an update. It's simpler. So now you go, if you go to the party section, like when you go to start like your Xbox party, right below it says start a Discord party. And you click on that. And if your Xbox and Discord accounts are linked, It'll show you all the servers you belong to. Then you'd select whatever. So you select Grim Reaper Gamers. And then you'd see all the server. I mean, all the voice channels we have. Uh, and then we have the one channel. It's a temporary channel. Like it's temporary join here. And it'll create a channel for you just on the fly. So if like everything's filled up or maybe you want to create your own channel, you hop in there. Boom. Creates one automatically for you. And it w this worked out great when we were doing... Um, DMZ and Fortnite, we needed to break up to several different rooms. So one of the things we did, we, we ran the events. I'll, let me talk about the events we did real quick. We did uh, Monday night, we did Fortnite, so that, which is great because that's a free game. Wednesday night, we did Halo. Halo multiplayer is free, so anybody can download that. Obviously, PlayStation can't, but they suck. And then Thursday night, we did Call of Duty DMZ, which is also free. So anybody can just go and download and play that. And uh, cross-play, and we hopped in. And for Fortnite and for DMZ, you can only have, like, up to four players. And for Fortnite, three players for DMZ. So we had, obviously, more people. I think we had four rooms each for both games. And uh, we were able to hop in that temp channel, create our own channels, and people could just join in on us. And it worked out pretty well. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nice. Uh, the Halo, the, Well, we can talk about Halo Forge with the... This stuff we'll talk about that in a minute, but that was a blast. There were so many different games, uh, and it was nice to see we had like twelve people show up for that event. 
And I think we'll get more the next time. Uh, I don't know how often I'll do Halo Nights. I, I will revisit every once in a while. It's not our main game, but I think with the uh, the variety you can play, the different game modes like Slayer all the way up to just goofy nonsense, uh, it's it's definitely a good GRG night. It's a lot of laughs and goofing around. Uh, even if you don't like Halo, I highly suggest downloading it, playing it for that night, just to meet some other people and have a good time. That's all that on is. Game Pass, right? Oh, yeah, it is on Game Pass, but Halo multiplayer is free for PC and Xbox regardless. Oh, OK. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have it installed. Yeah. I just thought it was part of uh, Game Pass. Uh, no, the campaign's the only thing that's you have to pay for. So they could, everybody can have it for free, but the, the I, I have it because it's built into the whatever. The, yeah, yeah. The Game Pass version. So it worked well, out like everything was free. Um, and just a quick couple notes on it. Like, uh. It was nice to see people come out. I like to see more people get involved. Don't be shy. Hop in. It's the only way you're going to get to know other people. Uh, but I would like to see, as far as like Discord and Xbox go, a way to invite people to the Discord party. Like We're so used to um, Xbox party. If you get an Xbox party, you can send in, I can send you an invite. You can join my party. And from the, the party, I can send you an invite to join my game. These aren't mm-hmm. features that are part of Discord and Xbox because I guess it's two different things. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I would like to see something like that work out better. It would be cool. Like, you know, when we see people are in it, it'd be cool if people are playing different games when we see them in Discord, if it could say, hey, this person's playing that or that. But I guess you kind of see that on the right hand side. For example, let's say Zeke and I were in a Discord. I could see that he's currently playing Destiny 2. And if I were, you know, playing something else, I could see, hey, hey, look, you know, he's in the Discord, I'm in the Discord, and we're both playing the same game. Yeah, um, that's that's a big challenge of that. And if you're like, if you go look at your Xbox friends and say, like, I know Grex was playing Modern Warfare the other night, and he they were playing on, uh, they were in a party chat in Discord. Well, it doesn't show that he's in the party at all. So it just shows him playing Modern Warfare. And I wouldn't know he's in the party unless I go to Discord and look it up. So it's still... Look at there. Yeah. fractured but anyway it's just i, I kind of want to change the culture and try to get the group to do more of these events uh and more to expand their their gaming circle and I, it worked out very well last week and hopefully we can continue that this week um we'll see yeah, i mean it's it's certainly more fun to game with people and isn't that one of those things we we get involved in a community because we want to be able to hey you know, I want to do this thing and it's certainly easier to do it with a person but also more fun to be hanging out with someone than doing it by yourself. Absolutely. And I know like with the DMZ, um, you know, Grex, I, Beers, we all ran different rooms. So like it definitely spread out. Like we usually game together a lot. But now that we ran the rooms, it spread us out. We had other people in. And it was nice to see like a Grumpy in Utah. He he fired up. He got DMZ and he joined us and we were playing a few rounds with him. So it was nice to to get some other people in the games. Agreed. All right, let's move along to gaming and geek news. Um, enough about my non-rant. I need to start coming up with rants. I've been kind of being a pussy lately. So got to fix that. I got to start getting angry. I'm not angry anymore. Nobody's parked on your lawn lately. Mm-mm. All right, first up, we have Halo. Uh, Forge has released. Customs browsers also released. And, and this was something that probably should have been in the game at launch. Uh, it definitely needed it. but. Uh, it's here now. 
Forge is amazing. The people creating maps and game modes are terrific. I can create a box, and that's about it in Forge. These people are creating amazing things, like recreating old maps. I saw someone create a tool that will one-for-one take an old map from Halo and convert it to to a Halo Forge, so they can bring everything back. I also saw we had it. We played it. In fact, the other night, it was a uh, Mario uh, 3D map. Someone recreated a uh, the Mario 3D the castle map, and that was pretty wild. Uh, we played some games like the the Halo. Uh, was it the Warthog Sumo stuff? Where you you go around like this funnel, and every ten seconds or so, a, a ring disappears, and everybody's driving in warthogs going in a circle until last one standing. So uh, it's amazing what they've created with Forge, and this is something that should have been in the game. And I kind of just want to touch base on it real quick. I know it was it's been out for about two weeks, but we didn't talk about it last time, so talking about it now. Anyway, a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds sounds like good stuff. So basically, you can look at what other people built. If they build it and upload it, you can see their builds. Or how how do you get access yes. to other Forge? Okay, you know, okay. So they have a search feature in Forge. Like, so you can set up a custom game and you go in the Forge, and there's a search feature, and there's a million tags to choose from, like this different things, like six v six or Slayer or racing game modes. There's racing one. Someone recreated like Rainbow. The rainbow racing one, a Mario Kart. I heard that one. I've heard about that one. The the, the rainbow bridge or a rainbow road yeah. or something like that. Um, and, so you uh, can in in Halo, so you're running the the freaking warthog on the rainbow road and stuff. That I crazy. guess yeah, that or probably like the mongoose, the quad or something. I didn't. We didn't play that one because I couldn't find the the matching game mode with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, you just go into there and you pick like game mode, and then you can go through like. Three four three four three official game modes, and then there's like the custom ones, and you go check them, and you can go by the top rated ones, or you can like just search for something, or you can just click on the tags that are all specific, and it'll you know give you a list, and it works pretty well. So you can play other people's creations, and it's truly fantastic, and definitely Halo needed it. I hope that they take the best of the community maps and bring them into multiplayer. That'd be a nice little thing. Expand some of the maps because they're a little short on maps, but whatever. That would be cool, right? Say, hey, look, here's one that's super popular that people built and, you know, import them or build one similar to it. Or or do like a community map pack game list, you know? Like, hey, take six, six maps and just run games off of that. Why not? Sick. I would. All right, uh, moving along. Uh, Diablo 4 release date has been announced, and it looks like it's coming out June 6, 2023, D-Day. Same day I got married on June 6. Ugh, what a wonderful day that was. But uh, we'll see that if was, that ha- happens. Were, were you, know you how... on the beach in Normandy? Were you like... Oh, that... it feels like it. <laughs> 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 I was shell-shocked, just like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All the soldiers were in the, in the movie, saving Private Ryan. Thousand yard stare at the end of the night. <laughs> so anyway, they say this is going to come out June 6, 2023. We'll see. I mean, you know, actual release dates being true. <laughs> it's not a thing that happens often. There will be a public beta prior to the release. And of course, uh, Diablo 4 will feature a battle pass because money. 
that's <laughs> just the thing, right? Yeah, like, I mean, they got to hey, make money. We'll give you some free stuff, but pay us 20 bucks and you can get all the cool stuff. Yeah, shiny stuff. So the game's going to have fully customizable characters uh, and armor. Uh, it will have five classes, Barbarian, Sorceress, Rogue, Druid, and Necromancer. Diablo 4 will also feature uh, cross-play and cross-progression, which is very nice. And it will have couch co-op if you really care about that. I could give a shit about that, but people apparently do. Could this be a title that pulls you away from Destiny, Valiant? It could be. It's the right type of thing. I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk more about some of this stuff, but I've always been a wizards and sorcery and space magic or just magic kind of person and and uh like there's another single player title that comes out and i think it's 24 but it might be 23 that's on my radar too uh that was just announced recently at one of the game conventions so there's a few of these that fit that kind of model that are what i normally go and put time into it's just is it something where i go and i play it i play through do the get through the story and you know go back to some you know, my crack, you know, I don't know. I think, I think you're going to spend time on this. I think this is going to hook you. You may not completely quit destiny, but I think you're going to play this one and you'll probably like this one. Could happen. Isn't Diablo. That's the one that's got like the third person overhead. Yes. Yes. Well, I guess you couldn't say looter shooter, but it's definitely a looter. And it's kind of like, Remember that game Gauntlet that you used to play like back in your Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Gauntlet a little bit, but yeah. But it's third person, like it's third person overhead. It, overhead view. You know, view, rotate right? camera, that type of thing. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't hate that. I think that Mass Effect was that way and I liked it. You know, we've just been so used to first person. It's a little interesting to go back to third, but yeah, that's fine. I wonder how that's going to work on an Xbox controller. I never played, uh, I guess Diablo 3 is on it and I haven't really played it. I'm kind of... Uh, I played and finished Diablo 3 once and threw it in the trash because it ruined my favorite game, or one of my favorite games of all time. That was Star Wars Old Republic, the MMO. Um, That was struggling. Diablo 3 came out and everybody left Star Wars to go play that and kind of killed the game. (laughs) It's like I was bitter because I I enjoyed Star Wars, the uh, MMO. Yeah, there's been talk of the... uh there being another MMO during the High Republic series. So we'll see if that's a thing. I mean, that's still in the, like, maybe it'll happen someday discussion, I believe. But I would love a High Republic, anything, any story, any High Republic stuff. I'm all over that. Oh, my God. I just saw. So they have the new Jedi. We didn't put it in the agenda, but the new Jedi uh, survivor. Oh, yes, yes. And he's the he was the kid that was in the other one. The uh, the kid Jedi from, Fallen um, or what was it called? Yes. Fallen Order? F- Fallen Order. Yeah, I keep yep. screwing that up. My kid loved it. Like, he likes my, my young, my, old, him, my oldest kid is a Star Wars nerd and he loved the game. He's looking forward to it. I just sent him the uh, $300 option for that game, the new one. It comes like a lightsaber and all this extra bullshit. <laughs> mm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff announced in the past week of like mm-hmm. things like that. I think that the other one I was going to mention, I know it's not on the agenda, but why not? Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is being teased, and it's very looks very similar to 15, except very very dark. Like uh, there's a Sounds promo awful. trailer on it. Uh, I know, I know. Um, 
but it uh you know it's the super well-defined graphics somewhat linear gameplay but like just you know heavy duty good fantasy storytelling that one is in the release but yeah that one i think both of those maybe they were was that two different both both of those things in the past week those trailers came out so i don't know what that's from is that from uh was there some type of games convention or something that um uh, I I'm don't not know. thinking of, but both of these, the Jedi Survivor one and the uh, Final Fantasy, I'll I'll put it in uh, movies or something. I'll put a trailer for it because it looks pretty sick. Anyway, now the blade is sold separately, so you don't get like you you get this three hundred dollar thing. You get a lightsaber in it, but you have to buy the blade separately <laughs> uh, and a case to put it in. You know, just having the you know the lightsaber, if you will, the hilt is mm-hmm. pretty sick. Uh, I'm sure you'd buy the the blade for it. Why not? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that that three hundred dollars plus a hundred dollars. Nah, whatever. It's only money. It's only money if you have it. Ah, well, I, I have it. You know, I run GRG Industries, so like, what do I care? I, I you know, I call right. them fun. What do they say in, in the, fun coupons from a uh, what was that movie? <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Moving uh, along. This is gonna go forever if we if we keep going on. Yeah, off, I'm moving it along. Leaving the agenda. This is this is what I'm scared <laughs> of right now. Okay. Uh, Destiny has a new season and more. So uh, do you want to tell us? I, I dread this, but do you want to tell us? <laughs> Start the stopwatch. No. So let me back up that last season uh, was was teased as a, you know, something fun and cool. But I think a lot of us felt uh, a little bit uh, ground out. So last season was season of the plunder it was all pirate themed there's a lot of cool stuff in there you know uh, the, the fallen or space pirates and definitely leaned into that concept so that one ended last tuesday and tomorrow is the basically the beginning of the second week of this new season which is season of the seraph which is if you don't know what seraph is it's something related to um the war mind to uh rasputin which goes all the way back to Destiny 1. And this is the third season of, I don't know, 12 or 16 seasons that we've had with some type of Rasputin theming. Now, I mean, in all fairness, there's probably been five Fallen seasons and four, you know, Cabal seasons, etc. So it's not like it's unheard of to have a similar thing. But that's, you know, personally, I'm, you know, probably about, three or four weeks to the end of last season, which was a longer season. Usually they're 12 weeks was 15. I was just kind of, I kind of did everything in the season. I've gotten all the things and like, I just found myself feeling like I didn't want to log in. So that's kind of the end more here is that I, you know, I love the game. I collect all the things. I'm a fan of the series, but I'm like, it's burnout, man. I'm just not like, there's a thing that I do, and this may be personal, but like I will do a thing to the nth degree. And then when it starts to like just not be fun anymore, I kind of do it for five minutes longer than I should. And then I'm like, I'm done. Dude, you're past so, that um, point with Destiny. You're way I think past I, that. I think, well, that's the thing is I'm kind of getting there. I'm like, dude, if this thing doesn't, if they don't turn something, I'm going to be, you know, just kind of done. And I hate to drop it. But it feels like I'm ahead of that. Yep. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling like, again, I I love all the things about it. It's just like it feels like a job. I mean, I, I probably told you this story, but I, you know, I did triathlon for many, many years and I trained fucking hours a week and 
you know, time away from the family or whatever. And it got to the point where, you know, it kind of felt like doing triathlon was a job. And I did. I dropped it like it was hot. I was done. And uh, I wonder, I mean, I'm logging in, I'm doing things, but it's the beginning of a season. I don't know if I'll make it three weeks into the season before I'm just kind of the same place. I, don't, I mean, it, and it's fun. There's some cool, there's a cool new dungeon. There's some kind of new theming and some things to figure out. So I'm hoping that these things pull me in and maybe it's just burnout from last season. But I don't know. I really don't know. I always said about Destiny was it was a good proof of concept of creating like a World of Warcraft in first person shooter. And Bungie knows how to handle like first person shooters, guns, gunplay and all that stuff. It was a fantastic game. It's just to me, they were never able to keep up with the amount of content that's required to make it a true MMO. And it, you run into the repetition of, you know, do this over and over and over again. And then the last time I played PvP, the Crucible has just been, a, it's a train wreck. It's its awful. It's an awful experience. And I actually was playing it and I, I got upset because I'm like, man, I, I am getting thumped. I am getting, th I'm getting beat like a drum. I feel like, you know, Beers feels when he plays Call of Duty, like getting your ass kicked all day long. Um, and I'm like, maybe I suck at gaming. Maybe, maybe this is true, but no, no, I, I go fire up Halo, Halo Infinite, and I can hang with everybody. I'm sniping. I'm hitting my sniping shots. Uh, I'm shooting people like crazy. I'm not dying. My my KDR is good. I play Call of Duty, and that's hit or miss, so we won't even talk about that. But I play Destiny Crucible. I just get thumped, and there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it, and it's awful, and... That was hard. Like I couldn't. I, I went back to play, and like that was a big part of what I would play when I played originally in Destiny One, and it's just not there now, and I, I, I don't do it anymore. You know, there's a lot that you could look at and say, well, when Destiny One came out, it was relatively new, and so it was new and different, and there's a, there's like that whole wow factor, even if the thing is not a live service game there's so much wow in it so and to keep up with that same like constant need for content you know we had pvp we had changes and strikes and whatever but i think the need for more and better and more interesting and the wow has to increase over time or it gets stale right like the whole idea was to have replayability and you know the seasonal model which the seat that the community begged for, by the way, is gotten stale. And part of the thing that makes it stale is I can predict what next season is going to be. There's going to be a thing and you're going to have to go get some type of uh, special currency to unlock the thing, to be able to do more things for the season, to be able to customize and build your own weapons and to unlock parts of the story. And, Oh, by the end of the season, you'll have it fully unlocked. You'll have no interest in going back and doing those things again. But you'll grind the things out to get your seasonal currency to unlock the things to tell you the whole story. It's fine, and it works. But if you're going to do that season after season after season, you better have some amazing storytelling or something. Because it's kind of like it's rinse and repeat. And they've done a really good job of being able to clone 
one thing into the next. Well, again, it may work for eight seasons in a row, but I think we're up to 16. Okay, now what? Yeah, they need to stop with the uh, continued stuff and scrap and do Destiny 3 or something, start over, refresh. I, uh, I don't know what the answer is because I think... I don't either. You know, I don't know how far down this this rabbit hole we want to go. Is I I just they just had a game development conference over the weekend, and we got a peek under Bungie's hood on their thinking process. Is the the difference between a uh, a triple A you know boxed title and a live service game? And this is their internal philosophy. It's not like it's magic and it's the the way it is. They're not saying this is the way of the world, but you know, a triple A. Think of um, Final Fantasy fifteen was one that I played. Assassin's Creed, all those are box games, and they what they do is they polish, they make a very polished, good product, and it is when it's delivered, it's designed to be you know amazing and blow the doors off. I think is what they said. It's just a wow factor. And Bungie's moved to a model of speed of delivery, uh, meaning a quantity over quality. We just want to get it out fast. Well, if you're going to do that, and this is what they said in the, in the GDC is that, you know, that's the model they want to move to. So instead of, we're not building trains, we're building a train station, and every eight seconds another train leaves, you know, of, uh, you know, more content. Well, again, if you're going to do that, you better be delivering, like, a ton. It doesn't have to be amazing, but you better be delivering a ton of content then. And I don't think they're doing either well. They're not delivering a ton of content, and they're not delivering a good content. So either you got to pick one. Either you're going to have less good content or a lot of mediocre content, but I'm not. We're not getting either there. So I mean, I I argue with some of their points. The other thing is they argue against. They don't want to have burnout. They don't want to have innovation because innovation actually creates burnout. Well, those things, all it's going to do is you're going to be okay for a long time, but you're never going to be great. It's just this. Instead of being a quick downward slope, it's a slow downward slope. You need innovation. You need to do the risky things. You need to do some of the things that are new and different. You may need to – If you, one of the things they said is over-delivery is bad, basically. And a, a lot of people in the community just hated that because, for example, um, Forsaken, which I think you played, is an example of they, – they, when they talked about it, is probably delivered twice the content and they've done it for any major expansion. And that was a big over-delivery. But I think the community can say, hey, look, I understand that that's a one-off. But Bungie's saying, no, that was a huge mistake on our part. No, that's the best Destiny's ever been. And maybe you can't do that again, but maybe something like it. Anyway, I, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I, well, yeah, I'm I just had a, a few things to touch base on that because they, they're, they're trying to defend their actions and blah, blah, blah. Um, but you're going to have burnout and player drop-off. The game's been out for how many years now? 2017 so five years yeah so we're going into the sixth year yeah you're 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 gonna see stuff like that uh but let's look at pvp have they added a new crucible map we did get one new crucible map this year one oh, okay so and we got one. one new crucible map last year so we've had two new crucible maps in three years yeah and and like that's should be like a third of your game when you create a game like this like destiny you should consider PvP and the Crucible as a third of... Or half, thing. right? Yeah. We, we consider PvP population and um, PvE population. Yeah. Like, we talk about them as two different sentences, right? Like, it should be half. Now, I'm not, I don't love PvP, but I get it. 
right? It's important to the life of the game. And well, it should I be, don't know yeah, what their plan is. It should be something that they, they focus on. They don't. Uh, but then you look at like a game, like a title. And I hate to do this because it's a whole different thing, but Elder Scrolls Online. I know I'm big mm-hmm. into it. Yeah, no, no every, it's fine. Every year they come out with a, a, a new, uh, pretty much a whole new uh, expansion. And it's like usually a whole new land. They have a new raid. They have a bunch of dungeons to go with it. And then throughout the year, they do like the live action. I mean, not the, the what's it? The, uh, the service, the live service stuff. So right. like they release content throughout the year and the storyline progresses and they keep the stuff moving. Plus they have all the different events through their year. So there's always something to do if if you're interested in a game like that. The, the amount of content they come up with and it's all voice acted and blah, blah, blah. Um, yep. And I think Destiny needs to look at a game like that, a game like Warcraft and say, you know, we aren't just like this small little thing. We are an actual MMO. And we need to treat Destiny as such and expand it as such. Now, one, I mean, one of the things they were talking about, I, I, I liked that some of the points they made, their their insight in the development cycle, some of their stuff is right on and amazing thinking. But I think if you ad- adopt or, or absorb what they're saying, they're not delivering on their own metrics. So, for example, they said... Um, Velocity is more important than position. So if you think of it like a racing game, if you're going 150 miles an hour, but you're in last place, but the cars ahead of you are only going 90 miles an hour, you're going to win. It's just you may not be in first place right now. So I like that logic in that velocity is more important than position. And that relates to, again, if we were to evaluate what you just said about uh, ESO, they're taking and deli- constantly delivering, just throwing out content, good, bad, or otherwise, get it out there. But if you're going to go with that model, you have to have a shitload of content. And right now, it's my opinion, as someone that's played the game, and I'm, I'm not really, I'm not jaded, I'm just disappointed that the seasonal content isn't doing it. It just isn't. It's, I mean, it's fine. I'll play through it. But, you know, uh, like you said, the next thing that can hook me, it might be a fucking book. It might be <laughs> not a game, you know, but I'm kind of that spot where I want it to be a thing, but it's not, the gravity's not there. You know, I've got to do a lot of juggling in my life to make things fit, you know, whether it be hopping on the bike or, you know, going to see a show or playing a video game, I have to make things fit. And something like, it's just not that I won't like it, but it's not going to make it on the priority list anymore. You need to install Halo and come join us and you need to I know. install Fortnite I know. and come and join us and just fuck around. Yeah, and I have I fucked off. around in Fortnite with you like once once or twice. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll do it. And and understand that it, like it's I'm in a better spot to do that now. Um I think part of it is when I had and that's the thing is there was, you know, we'd have eight or ten people they would constantly be pinging me and I'd just join a party or do whatever. There's less play- people playing this season than I've seen forever in Destiny, so I think yeah, I'm that's not what the I was going to ask you. Was I had a few questions? Um, is is it pulling any players back? And obviously, it's not. We, we used to have full lists. I mean, the, when Witch Queen dropped, which was now a full year ago, right? So we're in the fourth season of this year. So it's the last season of this current expansion. Um, we'd have two pages of people, you know, playing at once. And sometimes we had, you know, we'd have two groups running the raid and whatever. Now, 
some of those people may not have bought the season pass, right? So for them, they played through the content, they're done, and they may not really care about any of the seasonal shit. So it's not, it may not be a fair measure of, you know, if they're playing right now, because when the next expansion drops on, you know, Mar- uh, February 28th, not March 1st, February 28th is a Tuesday. Hey, that was my second question. <laughs> right. When the next <laughs> one drops. Fall, right? Uh, yeah, late fall is the next one. And it's got some interesting stuff and I've pre-ordered it and I got the collector's edition and the, the same thing. I mean, it's a question of, you know. How long will it go? And, and and the possibility is if they do adapt or whatever, I'm I'm not ruling out that it's that that I'll be playing it. I'm just saying that it's the way I feel about it right now. I'm surprised at how I feel about it because yeah. that's just not a way of, I've ever felt felt about this game. I think you need to go pick a couple games, try something else, put this one down for a minute, and then when Lightfall comes back out, revisit, do the thing. Yeah, and, and in that's March, what like next year I'll probably yeah. Yeah, I'll probably uh, pick up Lightfall. Uh, just to check it out, you know, and then I'll get ignored by all the uh, the Destiny fanboys in GRG because they all hate me. But right, I mean, there's there's probably be another twenty twenty five people playing simultaneously, and which is funny because you know. a lot of those Destiny uh, players they they hopped in my Call of Duty rooms. Yeah, I did see a just few of them were playing. Yeah, that. I was yep. surprised. It was cool, but it's cool, you know. Hey, come on in, and uh, we had a good game. So yeah, I'll definitely probably be getting uh, that that Lightfall, but. Uh, anything super interesting with the the season pass or just it's just same old, same old? It's kind of the same. I mean, I, I played through the dungeon was a new drop this weekend, and that's kind of fun. A little bit, you know, different mechanics. The first time this is the first time that a fully customizable exotic weapon is out. So I haven't gotten it yet, so I don't know. But do you remember the end of Destiny 1? We got the... The Kostok back. Remember, it was the original weapon we got at the beginning. Isn't of the that game, like the Destiny machine one. gun, like the AK right. gun or whatever, AK forty-seven? Right, and you you picked yeah. it up as like the very first white weapon you got when the ghost yep. took you through. At the end of, you know, Destiny one, they had a fully customizable like, uh, you know, you can make it auto or you can make it a scout and you can make it uh, you know, a pulse rifle, and you know, overall it was kind of lackluster, but it was customizable. But I can't think of another weapon that you can kind of build an exotic the way you want it. Maybe somebody that's listening will be like, oh, you forgot about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything that we have. There's a couple that you can choose a firing mode or you can change, you know, your element. But we don't have it yet. It's not available in the game yet. But that's probably the most interesting thing that I see that's coming, you know, Um other than that, I don't see anything on the seasonal radar that's like, oh my gosh, it's going to blow my hair back and I've got to do the thing. Um, there is a talk. I mean, they they have built a, a ranked PvP system and you can get the rose. I don't know if you remember the thorn, the yeah, rose. Yep, yep. And the, the, so you can get that this season that some of the PvP people are back for that. So it's a true ranked system, but it's very much in its infancy. It seems like their first step in the right direction as far as the PvP community goes, as far as trying to do something that sets, you know, um, comp and casual apart and saying, hey, look, if I'm going to go into this comp thing, I want some good rewards and um, that kind of stuff. I never felt so outclassed in any PvP multiplayer game that I, I have when I returned back to Destiny last time I played it. Like, I honestly think that I was... I felt like I was Grex playing. Like I'm telling you, I, I don't even understand. Like I, I just did, don't even did, get did your like, mic what was work, going though? on. Like I was trying to shoot people. Like I, yeah, I just you know yeah, my mic worked though, so that's why I wasn't Grex. Uh, I just 
Wow. And, and I don't know, but I don't know. So anyway, one, one thing that's new and different probably since you were in last is skill based matchmaking is enabled. So there's going to be a little bit of that. That's a little different because what it used to be is it, it lobby balancing. And I don't mean to get into the nerdy shit on this, but what that would be is we balance the teams based on like the average KD across the whole group. So there's going to be somebody that's super good. Somebody like me that's at the bottom, that's super sucky. And then everybody in the middle is kind of, so they should balance out. So if one team has somebody that's medium good, the other team has somebody that's really good, they put me on the other team to balance out the really good guy. That's what it used to be. Now it's skill-based mat- matchmaking where, you know, everybody's familiar with that. Like, hey, everybody in this lobby should be of similar skill unless you happen to be in with somebody of a higher skill. So if like you and I, we would matchmake based on your skill, not mine. And that's a little bit different. That changed mid-season last season, or maybe at the beginning of last season. So that, like, when I go into Crucible games, like, I don't get slapped like I used to. I mean, I, I can actually end games when I can be, you know, positive KD. So that's a little bit different probably than the, than the last time you were in, but it's still not a great experience. It, that, it still yeah, needs some work. I just don't see they have the population for in PvP to handle skill-based matchmaking. So I think that's why they got rid of it, but... Originally, right. The, why they dumped it originally is they, you know, we don't have a population to keep it, you know, alive. But I, I think they're trying to, um, you know, I don't know. They have to because that's what killed it. Not having it is what killed it. And then you lost a, a, a major portion of activities to do. It feels better now, but it's still, I think, got a long way to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have anything else on that. I, you know, whatever. Yeah, we got to <laughs> we got to roll along because I, I think. Sure, that, sure. The topic after this one will probably go for a while, but I want to quickly run through uh, the latest Call of Duty news. We're going to have the mid-season reloaded update, and here's something completely different to Call of Duty. It'll be coming out I probably, I think, is it Wednesday this comes out? Uh, you know, if I was a true podcaster that followed the news, I would know this. Uh, but anyway, Call of Duty will feature its first raid. So how's that supposed to work? I do not know. It's going to work the same way. Are you playing against bots? You're going to have people defending? Like, what's going on? You're playing against bots. So it's going to be against bots. And trust me, if it's like the DMZ bots, you're fucked. Because those motherfuckers have aim bots and and wall hacks. They suck. Oh, my God. So so the bots are all cheaters. Got it. Oh, my God. The bots are just... (laughs) The bots are brutal. I've never seen anything like it. You you have the bots in... um, uh, there's, there's a game mode mode called Invasion, and the bots in there are basically like your GRG equivalent of a player. Like they are just they're running the wrong way, they're shooting up in the air. Who knows what the hell they're doing? Uh, and then the campaign and Spec Ops, the bots are you know manageable, whatever. They're 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 a little tougher. And then you get into DMZ, and they are MLG wall hacking motherfuckers, aimbot motherfuckers. They are just they're all over your shit, like, and they swarm you. It's brutal. I've never seen anything like it. But so I'm assuming that's what the raid's going to have. And then I saw they they were swimming like through like the the sewers to get to like I guess wherever they're going to the headquarters or whatever. So it's going to probably have like a maze type of thing, like Destiny has, like with the jumping puzzles and the mazes they have in that. Um, so it's breaking into Shawshank as opposed to out. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> the poop tunnels. <laughs> right. Uh, best movie ever, too, like uh, my generation. I mean. Easy. Yeah, I mean, I grew up with it. I mean. Yep. Seen it a million times. Anyway, anyway, we want to say that the, the raid is only a two player person or two person raid. It's really kind of odd. It's 
whatever. Two people, but, huh? Man. Yeah. So it's not like a, it's not like a full six persons raid that we're used to. To access the raid, you're going to need a raid key, and in order to get that, you can do a few things. Uh, complete a specific daily challenge in multiplayer or spec ops. Place top 20 in Warzone, which that's easier than the the daily challenge or the, the top 20 are, are probably the two easy ways to do it. The last way to get it is in the DMZ, use the final extract helicopter and have at least $30,000 cash on you. So $30,000 cash in DMZ is a lot. And the final extract is there's, there's three extract points in DMZ. Once they're all wasted, there's one left and it's, it appears random on the screen. You have X amount of time to get there and extract and anybody left on the map is going for that point. So that seems like an, an awful way to get it, but that's one of the ways to get the keys. And there will be a veteran difficulty available. So I'm sure Beers will want to do that. Beers and Leafs will want to do the veteran difficulty. I'll curse him out. And uh, I hope he chokes on maple syrup. Uh, Also, for multiplayer shipment returns, and I cannot wait for this. I need to level up some of my shotguns and some of my pistols. And shipment is the world's smallest map in the world. I used to hate it because it was complete chaos until i understood the chaos until i embraced the chaos and became part of the chaos and i absolutely love shipment it's a great map it's a lot of fun to play you can get a lot of kills on it and you can rank up your camos and all your shit there it, it, it's just great that's the only multiplayer map we're going to get with this reloaded pass also they i did see on their trello board that they're going to fix uh custom game stability so this is big news because we haven't been able to run uh, GRG Call of Duty Custom Nights because it is a train wreck. It just does not work. So I'm hoping come Wednesday night or whatever, whenever this comes out, this will fix it. And then maybe next week we'll be able to get some GRG Custom Lobbies going. And and that, I look forward to those. And then finally, uh, DMZ, they're adding a new location, Building 21. And the location's unknown as of now and how you gain access to it. Yeah, I'm still trying to decide what I think of the DMZ. Uh, I I play DMZ and Warzone, Warzone 2.0. I I just get bored playing it. Like you you land in there, uh, you go most of the map without uh, the match without finding enemy players until you get down to like one of the smaller circles on the match, and there's still sixty some players left, and you know the first person that runs out of their building to, to move the circle is going to get lit up by fifty guys because everybody's camping in the building and it's so tight and there's way too many players left. So I think they need to figure out a way to organically create combat to reduce that player count. Cause it's, it just seems like it's way too many at the final circles. Uh, no tactical that or, nukes. No, no yeah, like well, there, there is a tactical <laughs> nuke in the game. You can go on a tactical nuke quest. If you win Warzone five times in a row, you gain access to a a tactical new quest and you complete this quest and it's a bitch to complete and everybody knows you're trying to do it and when you do you blow up the island and you win you get the tactical new quest it's crazy so that takes care of it really if, yeah. if just everybody needs to go for the tactical nuke and that takes care of the extra players that are all hiding inside of a building i, I think that they need to like the map's a lot bigger so i think they need to add like another 50 people into it or something um 
or figure out a way to get players to fight each other. I, I think it's just not happening. And like, you'll go through like 80% of the match without seeing anybody, without shooting anybody. Then I get bored. And then I have ADHD and then I, I, I start wandering off and doing stupid things because I'm bored. And then you get shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then as far as DMZ, to me, that's frustrating. The the AI, like I said, were like just ridiculous aimbot hackers. Relentless Terminators. If you don't go into the DMZ with a team, it's just hard to enjoy the game. So you need to have two other players, or at least one other player to go in. Like if you're solo and you want to play DMZ, forget it. It's just not, to me, it's not worth it. It's not a good time. Sure, you can complete some of the missions. Sure, you might be able to do a few things. Uh, but realistically expect to die. And it's usually at the hands of the AI and not enemy players. And I don't care that if I die from an enemy player, like when you go into the DMZ and you face an enemy player and they kill you, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm actually okay with that. I accept it. I'm fine with it. I move on. But the goddamn AI in the game is just, whew. And, and they just, they're relentless. I, I think that they need to figure out a way to add a solo mode to this. And, and and let people go in solo so they can do stuff. Uh, the other problem is with the DMC is if you go in with a team and you want to accomplish a few missions, you get set missions prior to, to joining it. Uh, you need to find people doing the same missions you are. Otherwise, it's kind of it could be a waste of your time going in. Uh, I whatever. Um, and it is and you it can't is. set the missions with your team if you're in. You can like. No- like before you start up, you can see what they're doing. You can talk it out and, and hash it out. But like, say if someone's further along, like say uh, we get a noob come in from GRG and they just joined, and, and then we gotta go do all the noob quests, you know. And it's it's not that we won't help the guy. We usually do. We always do. But it's not progressing you, know. you anything. It's progressing them. No, so there's no, no way to like yeah to, to, to equalize that would be great. Yeah, exactly. So um, anyway, it is what it is. Uh, that's that's Call of Duty. Uh, Big update coming, and I like. I really hope they fix some of the uh, stability issues and a lot of the bugs because this is a AAA title, and it it plays like it's just so poor. There's so many times I crash. The st- stability in the game is just awful. Like I crash, like in, you crash in DMZ, it happens all the time. You lose all the stuff you go in. So if you if you die in the DMZ, you lose all your gear. But if you crash, you lose it as well. And it's just, I've had it happen a million times. I've had it happen in Warzone where it crashed, dashboarded me out. And there's no way for me to rejoin the game in a set amount of time. It's just, it just sucks. I don't know. You spend like 10, 15 minutes playing a game and then you're just, you're screwed. But I think Giddy says she likes DMZ. No, Giddy doesn't play DMZ. She plays Warzone. I, I know. She just doesn't have the ability to play a game like that. She just likes to go in people's coattails and and hide in war in war zone, hide in bushes and use her baby monitor, search for people. That's what she does. Trust me, I play with her. It's brutal, and she talks about eating roadkill too, which I don't get. But that's a southerner thing. Hey, you know why? Why let a good rabbit go to waste? She likes possum. All right, moving along. Uh, FTC sues to block Microsoft's acquisition of Activision and Blizzard. The Federal Trade Commission has announced that it will seek to block Microsoft from acquiring Activision Blizzard. Uh, The FTC has pointed to Microsoft's record of acquiring gaming content to, quote-unquote, to suppress 
competition from rival com- consoles, including its acquisition of ZeniMax, the parent company of Bethesda Softworks. The FTC cites games like Starfield and Redfall, which will be Xbox exclusives, as examples of the company withholding games from rival concept- consoles. Uh, Microsoft bought or uh, tried to buy Activision Blizzard for almost $69 billion. I got to ask you, Valiant. How badly is Sony lobbying for this action? <laughs> well, I think the, their big issue right now is they've already committed resources. So if this thing were going to be a, a no-go a year ago, they'd be like, all right, fine, we can move on. But they've already done so much groundwork to make this happen. It's almost like they have momentum and they've got to find a way to either you know, make it good or they're going to lose money and they don't want to lose money. So they're, they really want it to happen. It's not even really about, and again, it, you may know or may remember, the Activision Blizzard has a black eye. It's an opportunity buy because they've had some rather bad press lately on, you know, internal, you know, people management, sexual harassment, all that shit. They and must have never looked at GRG's. Uh, I know, right? Messages. Like, God, the, the, they've, they've never looked at our uh, NSFW channel or they know that, like, they're, they're, they're set. Yeah, it's it's a interesting thing uh, as far as what gets blocked and what doesn't get blocked. I wonder how many like back channel political, you know, wheel greasing typically happens if they know, hey, we're a big company and we want to make this happen. I mean, Bernie Sanders chimed in on this one on Twitter. You know, there's a guy that like he doesn't even know how to like what Microsoft is or Activision Blizzard. He has no clue. But if it's some type of merger between two big companies, he's going to be against that. I think FTC really should have opened their mouth a year ago, because this isn't new. This has been going on for, I think it was Christmas time last year when this started. So they really should have said something before now. But I get the position. And I think, you know, one of the big things that, uh, you know, Microsoft did say early on, things that were not exclusive for example, uh, you know, Call of Duty, right? Call of Duty is an Activision game, are not going to be exclusive in the future. So how is, like, things that were not exclusive are still going to be not exclusive, and things that were exclusive, like the Bethesda games, remain exclusive. So I don't truly get, I mean, there's part of that where I'm like, I get it, but what's the change here? Yeah, I don't think that they're going to, like, hide Call of Duty behind Xbox. Um when it was like the number one selling game ever. No, <laughs> I mean, that's dumb. They'll, they'll sell gladly so play. And it's funny because right now Sony enjoys uh, ex- exclusivity with, with uh, Call of Duty with like maps and like different skins and stuff like that. They gain, they have benefits from it. And it's <laughs> right. I mean, I think there's a few different things where, I mean, Sony's not trying to buy things, but there's plenty of Sony exclusives. Well, they so- bought Bungie. It's true. It's true. But it's not exclusive, right? It's crossplay. It's not going to change. Well, that's what they say now. I mean, you're right. When Destiny 3 comes out or Destiny 9, who knows? But look at all the exclusives on Sony PlayStation now. So that was my other question. I mean, they have a ton of exclusives, different titles. Uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, pot calling kettle black. Like, you know, they, they, they don't want Microsoft to have it. They want Microsoft to be a small little part of the console world. I mean, they're clearly the dominant console 
sold. I mean, right. PlayStations are much bigger than Xbox. It's true, so. but the content, the 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 it's really the models are different. Microsoft wants to be the company that sells you what you play, and Sony wants to sell you the thing you play it on. The smart thing yeah. would be for them not to collude with each other, but really almost have you know the Xbox Series X be the last actual Xbox, and we just deliver you know we xbox microsoft just delivers the content with the game pass and the you know what are they, you know the uh what's the the streaming service they're doing uh it's in beta right now or or x, x cloud right so we we want to be that and you you can deliver it whether it be through the x cloud or through the you know a console or through a pc right cuz you can play these xbox games on your pc with game pass so we want to be the one that sells you that, and Sony wants to be the one that sells you a PlayStation. Those two things could go hand in hand. Instead of competing with each other, they're selling two different products. So why, why fight it out? I think Microsoft is, is leaning on that position where Sony's just not there yet. They, they truly, I think, for it's kind of like the, the really big guy you know from school that's like, scared of the little bully right in some ways that's what it seems like here is like sony what are you scared of they you're outselling them you're doing better leave them the fuck alone let it be the thing but you know behind the scenes the ftc didn't do this on their own there's definitely you know sony and and their people in america are saying don't let this happen microsoft did uh say they're going to put like Call of Duty on the Switch and all these other yes, consoles. That is going to happen like yep. for ten years. They're like, "You're we're going to put it for ten years." Yeah, we're yep. going to. Do you think this deal will close? Up to last week, I was sure it was like a matter of even if it's got to get through regulatory anyway, but you know, a lawsuit to stop it. So I was believing that regulatory was going to check the boxes. They're going to complain about it. Mike, that Microsoft and and Blizzard were going to say, dude, we're going to we're going to not going to be predatory. We're going to do this, and we're going to be good. I'm fifty fifty at this point. I think you can make strong arguments that once like once the FTC gets involved, how much how much legal resources, how much money of of your you know sixty nine billion, how much more do you want to pay to make the deal go through or not go through in court? So I don't know. I I think that now you know. Uh, good money after bad, I think is this the term they use. Like, hey, you know, all that money is bad anyway. Do you want to just, you know, cut bait or do you give it just a little bit more to see if you can get it through, but then give up? Now, what happens to a company that, okay, so say Activision Blizzard, this deal falls apart. Falls through, yeah. What happens to Activision Blizzard? I mean, they were set to, prepared to be like absorbed, merged into Microsoft. And then that, I guess would it continue running the same way? This always confuses me when like companies buy each other out. Right. So, uh, you know, a target company, right? That's what Activision is. They quite often don't do a great job of, of innovation and building. They're kind of like an holding pattern. You know, it's kind of like a lame duck session in, the, in Congress, right? where they're expecting this thing to happen for the past year and there's people that are worried about their jobs and other people that are excited for promotions and and that type of thing and this thing happens and now we have to go back to business as usual these things don't typically end well for those target companies if they don't end up being acquired by somebody else 
I mean, here's a real F you. Like, what happens if Sony buys them now? Like, you're telling well, me that exactly FTC it. would say, oh, Sony, you're good because, you know, you're not as big as Microsoft, the big, the big bad Microsoft. So, you know, yeah, they're um, bigger. Sure. they're bigger they're bigger so to your original point i i think it the big loser here won't be microsoft it'll be activision blizzard you know it could end up seriously like putting you know i guess one could say is good and bad and everything right like maybe the thing to do to help them get better would be you know some type of like implosion like this and they've got to like figure out what they want to do restage figure out what core products they want to build get rid of all the other garbage and start over again but man they would would take some serious leadership for somebody to get them out of this on their own if they get acquired they have somebody else's resources meaning right the money to spend to get better but if they don't get acquired where's the money come from to build to build better to do the thing better in the future i don't know i think that's a problem and i always think i mean i know like the hot commodity you you buy what whatever you buy the games whatever as far as gaming like i just think the smaller studios are the ones you should be investing in because they're the ones willing to take the chances that big gaming companies aren't and so you get like these big triple a titles that are making buku bucks they're not going to deviate far from what they create like so this you know call duty one worked so well we're gonna make call duty two the exact same thing with different skins blah 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 uh but like but you said, a small started, studio. Yeah. Yeah. I, I first like well not when I first started gaming, but like when when the Xbox One first came out, I, I kind of ditched that and was playing on PC anyway. I had the Xbox, the original, the original Xbox like twenty some years ago. And I played uh I, I downloaded I, I bought or I bought this game, Half Life, and was playing multiplayer in that, which sucked. But I downloaded a mod because they were they allowed you to mod the game and people could mod it. They released all the tools to edit it and mod it. And some college kids made this little game called Counter Strike, and, and I played Counter Strike in early betas. The the original Counter Strike off the original Half Life. We were beta. I joined like beta three, and amazing and this was college kids that made this game and this game is still being played now and it's still like one of the top like mlg games or whatever esport games out there and i really think that like maybe you know you're buying like the triple a titles obviously there's money behind it but if if you really care about gaming some of these smaller companies are willing to take the chance and create something completely unique and something completely different and so that's, waxing that's philosophical on this, you know, it's a similar kind of thing that, you know, regardless, you know, I'm going to kind of go back to Destiny for just a second in this metaphor. But regardless of what you think about Destiny long term, is one of the things they had said over the weekend in this uh, game development conference is they were five weeks from shutting it down. Within five weeks, they had projected that the numbers were so low that they would close doors. They would have been Anthem. And they came up with a plan. They talk about this plan and whatever. They were that close to uh, to going out. And then they came up with a plan. They executed that plan. And really, the fruits of that plan were forsaken. So the lowest low created the highest high of that game, had that game's life. So you could make an argument, similarly for Activision Blizzard, if they don't survive this, you know, if this this acquisition doesn't happen, in some ways... 
it might force them to get back to saying, hey, look, what can we do to innovate, to be amazing? What can we do to restage this and do great? Because we're headed for our lowest low. And I think to your point um, you know, about Counter-Strike is that you need that, you need those cycles to help, you know, if if things are always good, they're, they're going to flatten out over time. If they're, you know, there's some down times or things just aren't great, then it gives you something to push off from or you just, you know, fade into obscurity. Those are going to be your choices. But I think that's where Activision Blizzard is going to have to choose to go. If they, this acquisition doesn't go through, you're going to have some real hard choices. Because, you know, there's plenty of people that enjoy their titles. Do they just take and sell it off for the, you know, part it out, license it out, something because they just can't do it anymore? Do they just license out the names and that's all they are after that? They don't truly develop anything? Uh, Yeah. Right? Couldn't they do that? They could license out, what, Call of Duty, Overwatch? Sure. Um, Well, they start selling it off. Like, they start selling off Call of Duty. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it worked for Marvel, right? Marvel licensed a yeah. bunch of stuff, and they're still making money on the the Sony, you know, license rights. So, I mean, if yeah. it gets bad, they can do that type of stuff. I don't think it's a great business move, but it's what you do to prevent from truly fading into obscurity. I prefer to blaze in uh, awesomeness because that's how I game. Right? Like, well, I mean, but the, I think yeah. we all want awesome games. I mean, we don't want to yeah. play things just because we want to play them. We want them to be awesome. Well, when they start creating awesome games again, let me know. Yeah, I'm looking for those too. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move into uh, our TV and movies and, and whatever else. Uh, I had, well, let me start this off. I am not watching any TV shows. I, I, well, no, I'm lying because I did watch Yellowstone and we're episode six of season five and absolutely fucking nothing is going on at all. And it's like they're killing the show. But regardless, it's slow killing. Uh, though. I don't like, you know, huh? it's slow. It's the slow death. Uh, it's and, it's painful. Yeah. And, and don't, don't we? We've seen the girls tits quite a few times lately, haven't we, though? Yeah. yeah and so that's yeah. that's all right. So, you know, there's a reason to watch um, the show. I'm watching. Well, I did watch a, a movie recently. My, my kid made me watch this because he told me it was good and I should watch this. And uh, it was All Quiet on the Western Front. It is a German-made movie that's on Netflix. And, and I got to tell you something. Truly outstanding. This is a group, great movie. It's it's amazing, if not horrifying. Uh, it it kind of makes like Saving Private Ryan seem like Senior Week down the Jersey Shore. Like it's. Like, <laughs> It is, is, it, a is it ba- I assume it's based on the book, right? I I, I guess so. I mean, I've never read the it book, was, but uh, I, it's, I read it's the book wor- in college, actually. World okay. War One. It's World World War One, and it's just it just sucked. I mean, there's nothing pleasant about this. And the worst part is the movie begins. These kids are, I guess, in college or in school, and they're all gung ho to join the, the the war and blah blah blah. They're thinking about the glory they're going to be in. And, and home, the next home scene, by see, November, right? Home by yeah, yeah. And the yep. next scene you're in, they're like it's just pure hell, and it just sucks. And and like I said, like saving Prior Ryan, the beach scene is is pleasant compared <laughs> to what this guy suffers through. I mean, it is just rough. And it's if you like uh, war movies, um, this is a must see. Uh, it, it is in German, so you have to watch the dub version or, or subtitles. But I highly recommend this. It's an amazing movie, and it is a brutal and 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 sad movie. So prepare for that. But it's 
Definitely a great one. Did they do the scene where they sing Silent Night? Is that you no? Know? No, they didn't do it. Okay, so no. In the book, there's a scene where the American they can they hear you know again it's in the book it's all in English right but I assume I think it was originally written in German and it's from a German soldier's perspective. They hear somebody singing Silent Night on in the trenches on the other side. Remember that the, the trenches are you know a hundred yards apart. Like these guys are that close yeah. together in the trench warfare, and the Americans it could have been British singing Silent Night, and the Germans sing Silent Night, and the shooting stops during, you know, the uh, for just Christmas Day, and then you know, and the next day they get back right back to shooting each other and throwing grenades and whatever. But it was for one night they stopped, and that was like the one you know kind of pause in this one chapter. And I thought I really it it it's one of the few things that I remember about the details of the the battle was the Silent Night scene. And, and what's sad is like the, at the end of the movie they're going through this stuff. It's not really spoilers; we all know what happened. But they're saying like you know all these people died, and the actual line that they're on didn't even move that much. <laughs> nope. They fought for this line, and it went back and forth, maybe a hundred yards, two hundred yards, back and forth, and and that's it. Like it it just kind of stayed in the same place, and like yeah, it was just awful. But if if you want to see a, a great movie, if you're looking for a movie. And it's funny, is it, it came up under foreign, and a lot of times I'm not good with dub, but I'm getting more and more good with dub movies, you know? Um, the, yeah, uh, this, you won't you won't have a problem with it. Like, I, I didn't, because it drives me crazy, and not, not seeing everything sync up, but I, I yeah. I, so, if we're going to, you know, burn through a few of them that I've been watching, there's a movie on Netflix called 1899. It's meh. It's like a popcorn movie. It's fine. But what's really interesting, speaking of the dub things, it was filmed in a bunch of different languages. So if you watch it dubbed, I'm like, wait a minute. It says it's dubbed, and that person's speaking English. Well, if you don't watch the dub version, there's they speak Dutch, German, English, and French. But I guess that's something where everybody in, in Europe, they speak a bunch of different languages. It's a common thing. But I don't understand how they're talking to each other if there's like a someone speaking English and somebody else is speaking German. They're talking to each other. I just don't get it. But anyway, I watched that it's one. It's like Star Wars. Like when Han talks to uh, Chewie and R2 Luke talks to R2-D2. And they talk in their own language back and forth. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. So, right. I mean, I watched the dub version and, and there's one guy, I think he's speaking Dutch. And I know his lips don't match up. And there's this girl that I you know, I'm pretty sure she's, you know, British, or at least she she had a British accent in the dubbed version. Um, but she's speaking English the whole time. And I'm like, I turned the dubs off and I'm like, wait a minute, she's speaking English. What's up with this? Why? <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but it it's uh it's a really weird fuck with your head, like time travel, they go and like they they're on a ship that's like the Titanic, but not the Titanic in that around that time, eighteen ninety nine and they, oh, yeah, they find a they go rescue the other ship or something or yeah, they I, I saw the trailers for it. It's it's fine. Again, it's a popcorn movie. Um, but us sci-fi people, I thought that it's it's worth calling out that I saw that it's worth watching. I'm burning through lower decks. Um, that's another one that I've been uh I think I'm in I'm just about to finish season three and there's only three seasons of it. And I think the biggest selling point I have on that for my Trekkie people or or people that are like me at least is it doesn't have the stink of new track on it. It has that like um, Picard era stuff. I think the timeline is kind of right after data died where um, 
Uh, we have uh, Riker is a captain. He's wearing the gray uniform. This is the the ship is the Cerritos, and kind of the main story is there's a bunch of these little ships that are that are uh, they're not they're not galaxy class. They're not exploring ships. They're secondary. They're ones that go and go pick up this and drop that or clean this mess up. And that's kind of the, the story of this one. And it's a comedy, but it's, it, I like, I like the stuff mainly. And I think so our, our Trekkie people, they're going to like it because it's, uh, it has that next generation feel as opposed to the discovery and these other new ones that, you know, I, I'd be wondered to see, uh, I, I wonder what Gunny would think of this show. He might like it. He might hate it. But uh, now is uh, Matt the radar technician on the show? <laughs> I don't think my so. Favorite sound, <laughs> my favorite Saturday Night Live uh, skit. It's so funny. That's great. Um, after Data died, like I'm telling you, like that was my biggest frustration with the Next Generation movies when when they killed Data. I was I was literally so angry. He was one of my favorite characters, and I was I was really angry about that. <laughs> was so angry. I don't know why. Like it's so stupid, but no, I, was mad. I, I think the problem. I was the mad. Problem is, is you it's so stupid how he died too. Right. And I'm just it, like, no, like, it, it, right? Like all the other, like of the stupid ways to die. That was like if a ship blew up or something, that's fine. But like he died because of the the board queen. I'm like, what? What? Yeah, I, Come on, man. Data was so great. That was such a such a great show. And like, oh, whatever. Oh, fuck. So, but it, I think you know why they had to kill him, though. If they were to ever make more movies, he's aging out, and he's supposed to look the same, but he's looking Yeah, old. but they didn't make any movies. Like I know, I know. Just aging him wasn't wasn't easy. But like, if we're gonna age, you know, reverse age Indiana Jones here for this new one coming out, we can't do that with Data. I mean, come on. They they I need to just <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to talk about Indiana Jones. I'm so no. Nope, nope, we're gonna leave that alone. We're not going there. Yeah. Um. What was the Avatar's other? coming soon, so you got that. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm not excited about it, but I'll watch it. Um, that was um, well, I haven't wrote, I haven't ridden the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride yet down Disney, but Avatar the uh, the Avatar ride down there is awesome. Actually, the, uh, flight I of the think the I flight of passage. Yes, thing is yes that is cool. Yep, yep, yep. I did watch. I did ride that. that was. That was awesome. The queue is all like the, the you go through the, the line. That that was awesome. Great ride. Uh, not that I'm a big Avatar fan. Like it was cool because it was in three. The three D was out of this world back then, and you were just blown away by it. But I I still I mean I could be biased, but my favorite attraction down there is still the uh, the Rise of the Resistance. Oh, it's a great ride. Oh my god, that's uh, we wrote it. It was like in beta or whatever it is. You had to like send in a thing to get into the i forget what it's called when they're testing the ride out but we definitely got into that in the early access or whatever and it was just and, and again it could be just because it was one of that was new and it was different and whatever but it felt like you were legit part of the thing you know what i mean exactly. like it was just yep. Yep. there's nowhere else where they make you feel like you're it's there's other things where you feel like you're looking at the thing or you're riding like it's kind of riding by like riding by it in a there's train a show or whatever. while you're going on like you, you're part of you were part of the you're... fucking resistance so mm -hmm. that i mean that's that's kind of ruined other attractions for me because it's just so good but i think that's just we did that star, star wars in general i'm i'm biased towards that of course 
Yeah, we did that when uh, COVID hit and we were touring the kids' college. And uh, Disney opened up and there was like nobody there and we were wearing masks and it was awesome. It was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go to Disney when it's empty. Yes, thank you. Sign me up. No, wait, I'm there. <clears throat> yeah. So one last thing I want to throw in here, and I think you wanted to mention a book. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, I... My wife got one of these trial memberships, which means I'm going to pay for at least a month or two of Showtime. But there's a show on there that I heard about, and then she said she did this thing called Yellow Jackets. And it's described as a horror movie, and it's about a soccer team that's on a plane that crashes in the wilderness, and they're stuck there for like 19 months. And kind of like Lost, where we have like points in time and lost or we have the current time or we go back in time or in the time. So the, you have these two parallel times where it's in the set in the nineties is when they're in the soccer team and they crash. And then it's also in the current time. And we have like a, an older version of that same character telling us about things that happened or not telling us about things that are happening and trying to figure it out. And like I heard about it, I watched two episodes last night, and I am sucked in. I really have the urge to finish that that shit out. And it got a bunch of nominations for stuff. I hear it's good, but basically, I think what happens is a little bit of like Lord of the Flies, but with a girl soccer team. And for me, I think the thing that got me was like that whole first episode. It was all '90s music, all '90s rock music. So, you know, uh, you know, if you guys have XM, like Lithium, lock it in on Lithium, and. Uh, that's what all the music is. And I'm like, sign me up, you know, Foo, Foo Fighters, you know, Nirvana. Um, yeah, anyway. So I, that's that's what the main, uh, you know, the, the, the time when the thing, all the bad stuff happened. So anyway, those are those are my my movies and shows. Yeah, I don't watch TV anymore. I, I read books, and, and it, this is sad because well, I don't it like It sounds anything. like it's much more intellectual, so, you know, like us us heathen that, like, watch movies Heathens, you know, can, yeah. learn, can learn from you book readers. I started reading a new series, and um, I got it on my Kindle, uh, The Stormlight Archives, and I highly recommend this to anybody – uh, looking for a, a book series to read. It's it's they're big books along the lines of Game of Thrones, like a thousand some pages, whatever. So don't be a sissy. Put your big boy pants on and 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 read it. If you like fantasy books, they're, they're very well done. Brandon was his name Sanderson. I've read a few of his other books before. Uh, I'm enjoying this. Eh, yeah, I, I just highly recommend. I know a few of the people have read it. I know like Fetal Injuries read it. Uh, the the, the Crowbar's read it. Uh, and Selden's audio book in it because he's a he's an animal. <laughs> he can't read. He's got to he's got to have people talk to him. Like, but <laughs> I wish so, he was here because I would make fun of him for that. So it's a it's a trilogy. Is there? It's any... not even a trilogy. It's like a multi. It's a multi book thing, and, and it's supposed to go on forever. Like I don't know how far it's going to go. I think he's got five books out now, but I think it's supposed to go further. And it, it's 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 fantasy stuff. Um, it deals with like special powers these people get, and, and the first one is the first know. one, the Way of Kings. Is that the one? The yeah, first book? yeah, so yeah. First book, X, X, great books, Good. great books, great books. Um, they follows like, like I said, it, it's very similar to like Game of Thrones, where it follows a set amount of characters. It's not one main character, but probably about like four or five, and yeah, that's what I do. So I don't watch TV anymore. I 
sit and read the books for about an hour or so. And then I get on Xbox and I kill every motherfucker on online. Because that's what I do. I kill people. Man, so you might be one of these uh one of these girls that went down in a plane crash and you know, they're eating other people or whatever. I have fu- so fucking eat all you people to survive. I don't care. I don't care. Cook you up like bacon. Slow roast you. I don't fucking care. <laughs> He's right. like in trouble because like my, my old dog who passed my dog, my one dog who passed away. But uh, Finley, he was very muscular lab and like, his one leg. I go to my wife. You know what? If, if like during COVID happens, I'm like, if there's a food shortage, Finley's got a nice leg here. We can probably slow roast this. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, it'd probably be delicious. I mean, like, you know, we feed him good food, good dog food. Nice and muscular, you know. So. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that I'm pretty sure I, we have cats, and I'm pretty sure that the other way would would happen the other way. If it were that bad, our cats would fucking eat us. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> or if you're a fish's house, fish would eat them. But never mind. We won't go into that. <laughs> no. This is this is how we know who listens because when we get feedback from the people we called out in the show, we're like, oh, okay, you did listen. Or <laughs> all right, we got anything else? Are we good? I'm good. I think we I think we hit all the fun points and and all the painful points. We laughed, we cried. I think we're good. <laughs> As always, we went past the limit because Valiant's on, but that is to it be is. expected. I knew. Uh, I knew it was going to be trouble. I looked at the agenda, and and, and I, I just knew it was going to be a little long, and it's what it is. Um, you had a couple of important things on there. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that were good good to talk about, and most of the things were things that you might be able to to shrink it down in editing. You know, I may only say two words. <laughs> <this> <laughs> delete <podcast>. everything. <laughs> like Valiant, I lost your track. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It's just me. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of the Reapercast. Thank you, Valley, for being on the show this ep- this episode. Blah blah blah. I can't speak tonight. Well, I thanks really for having speak. me. And uh, you know, as I say at the end of every one of these, uh, eyes up, Guardian. <laughs> as always, I like to remind everyone to stop by our forums at GrimReaperGamers.com to see everything we're up to, especially the the events I've been planning because my events are extra special. Oh, as well as to follow us on. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, they are special. As well as to follow us on Twitter at gamer. Yeah, oh my god, Twitter at grgamers.com spelled the dot. Uh, with that, we are out here because I am a train wreck, and I just I'm done. Later.